What is happening, y'all? Welcome back to the Gospel Message. So today, I want you to turn with me to the 20th proverb, the 20th book, or the 20th chapter of Proverbs. Today, we are going to talk about the setting goals as a Christian. About setting goals as a Christian. So you want to follow God and achieve goals with purpose, but you're worried that setting goals will lead you away from God's plan for you. So you ask yourself, is it okay to set goals as a Christian? What does God's word say about how to do this and stay in line with his will? Proverbs 21, verse 5 says, The plans of the, of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So God has a lot to say about goals, intentional planning, and stewarding well what we've been given. So in Proverbs 21, verse 5, David is saying that the plans of the diligent, and diligent means that you're productive. That's pretty much what that words mean. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, which means success. So the plans of the productive lead to success. As surely as haste, and the word haste means procrastination, kind of. And haste leads to poverty, or not successful. So to put that verse in layman's terms, the plans of the productive lead to success. As surely as procrastination leads to no success. Now, I'm not trying to take that first out of context. I'm just trying to make it a little bit better understandable. So the short answer to these questions is goals are good. Even Jesus had goals. God desires for us to live on purpose, not by accident. The fact that you're asking and seeking his will, seeking God's will, means that you want to do this life well. His word will illuminate for you how to set the right goals and how to stay motivated to achieve those goals. Now, I don't want you to expect to find a checklist or a quick fix formula for setting goals in the Bible, because you're not going to find one, because it's not there. If it was that easy, we might read the list, check it off, and never talk to God again about our plans. You see, it's not about following rules. It's about a relationship with the one who created you with unique gifts and talents to use. 
which is God himself. And I stress having a relationship with God in every single episode because it is that is the most important thing that you can have as a Christian is a relationship with God. Now, what is the alternative to setting good goals? Wandering around aimlessly, letting life happen to you. I mean, think about it. Did any of the key figures in the Bible just sit around and do nothing? I mean, sure, they all had their missteps, but Moses, David, Solomon, Esther, Ruth, John, Paul, and even Jesus himself, for crying out loud, had goals, and they got after them with God's strength and God's wisdom. So another verse that I want to read comes from the 28th book of Matthew, verse 18 through 20. So in Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is saying, go make disciples, go preach the gospel of my Father to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And surely... Jesus will be with you to the end of the age. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for these listeners, God, that you will come into their lives through this podcast and that you will help them get to know you better. And God, I pray... For all the sick, Lord, knowing you are the great physician, and that you will put their hand, put your hand in their lives and heal them. God, I pray for this country, Lord, that you will make it of you. God, I pray for those who don't know you in this world, that you will come into their lives and make them children of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. What is happening, y'all? Welcome back to the Gospel Message. So, today, I don't want to do a big, long, um, Bible study. So, today, I'm just going to read a story from the Gospels. The first four four Gospels of the New Testament are typically called the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, today, I just want to read Matthew chapter 3. Uh, John the Baptist prepares the way. So, starting in verse 1, here we go. In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So that verse means, John went out into the wilderness and was saying, Repent, God's coming back. He's coming back soon. In verse 3, This is is he who was spoken 
uh, through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of the one calling me in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming, coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And this these next couple of verses are really famous from this passage. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Some versions will say untie there, just a little side note. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Some people get that sentence confused or misinterpreted <clears throat> he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire so the holy whenever it says baptized with the holy spirit that is when you are saved you're baptized both in water which symbolizes the washing away of your sins and fire which refers to hell. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, now listen to this, this is Jesus talking, let it be so now, it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So the heavens literally opened up, and God said, This is my son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, just imagine how that would have how it would have been to be there when that happened. Jesus gets baptized, goes under, comes back up, and the heavens just open. Well, everyone, that's all I have for you today. Everyone, please have a blessed day.
before we go though, just thought of this, I'm sorry. We didn't pray. Lord Father God, I pray to you today for these listeners, Lord, that they may come to know you and come to be a child of God, Lord. I pray for the sick, knowing that you are the great physician, Lord. God, I pray for those who don't know you in this world, that you will put their hand, put your hand in their lives and lead them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a blessed day.